Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 22 of Casual Watch Talk. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, how have you been? Uh, doing well. Excellent, excellent. I know we uh, last week we were putting the old watch check on hiatus. How do you feel about that this week? I feel good. I feel good. I think I have a... Yeah, I've, I think we both, we're both wearing watches, and uh, they're both from our collection, and it's completely reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> well... Then we'll dive straight into our watch obsessions. What we're going to do this week is we'll probably start off with our watch obsessions just because we've got in a bit of a routine with that, I guess. But um, for the main part of the topic after we've done the news, I think because I've certainly been obsessing over a lot of watches since we've been at our stay-at-home orders, I think we're going to... I think it'd be cool to talk about... Try and distill it down to five. What do you think, Chris, is five? Yeah, it was hard, but I think it's good. It's a good number. Yeah, we've tried to distill it down to five, and then so that'll be ten in total, and you'll get an insight about what we've been obsessing over. And mine is totally different than I think what I would have been obsessing about maybe pre stay at home orders, or maybe even six months ago. I suppose that's the thing with watches is you're constantly evolving your taste. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, let's uh, let's do a little teaser. Have you had a watch obsession that you've been especially focusing on this week? Yeah, I'll go backwards sort of like the the most recent and i i don't i think it was the the nasa 5600 casio it just came on my feed and i just you know i saw it all also all, all white and i was thinking about and i was thinking about the color the colored uh like a like the 5600 like in a particular color and i knew they make one in blue and so i was like do they have like a navy blue one like could that could that work and yeah, and then, you know, obsession opens up and, and many windows open up on my computer and, uh, they do make a blue one, uh, but it's the inverted screen. So then oh, I was yeah, like, next. right. So then I was thinking like, let's, well, what if I get the solar atomic one and then mod it and then, <laughs> and this, and this is how a $80 uh, Casio becomes a $240 Casio. Because uh, then you gotta have parts lying around, you know, your your box of Casio yeah. parts. I didn't end up getting anything, but definitely was uh, the latest obsession. And yours? Going back to your G-Shock, I had an utter fail with that. Um, I mean, I love my G-Shock, the GW fifty uh, sixty nine hundred. Mm -hmm. And problem is, is that I bought a couple of bezels for the DW sixty nine hundred. Oh. And even though the watches look almost identical, they are not identical. The, oh. the solar atomic one, the buttons are in a slightly different orientation, oh. so I couldn't get the bezels on. So I've got one. Yeah, message me. So if you oh, maybe well, we should maybe we should make a trade. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I bought even bought the metal cover for it, right. the the metal replacement bezel, but I ended up selling it on eBay. But yeah, I've got two different colored uh, bezels. I think. I'll stick with the one that I've got, but your I will give you gladly give you these bezels to go in your watch box next time I see you because they're in. <laughs> okay, cool. My watch obsession this week, and because we're 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 going to be really serious in the second part of the show about our watch obsessions, I had a little cheeky throwaway one, and I found a crazy Seiko digital watch. Now, 
It's called the Seiko Frequency 2 Globe Watch. And they're, I mean, they're expensive. They were, they look like they were sort of very modestly made. But, I mean, I found one on Chrono24 for $539, which is a bit over the just the, oh, let's go for it type of uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a metronome in it and a light. Apparently, it was its initial intent was to be made for DJs and ravers. <laughs> so it's got like a light and a metronome. It also says it's got a drum machine in it. Now, I need to do some more research because there is a YouTube video, but it doesn't show it very well. The closest thing it looks like is a sort of a transparent version of the Computertron watch we talked mm-hmm. about a long time ago. Yeah, and it looks like it has a big speaker. No, I've never seen it. And it looks like it has like a big kind of like flat like drum pad speaker on it that's like behind the behind the the crystal or behind the plastic, the clear the frosted plastic on the front. It's pretty wild looking. I'm I'm actually surprised it's from its age. They say it's in 1980s, late mid to late 80s, so 80 to 88. The 80s watch. It looks you know, it it doesn't look that old. It looks futuristic, but it doesn't look like anything. Doesn't look like a watch for sure. It doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. Yeah, and this I don't know if this is new old stock, the one on Chrono Twenty Four, because as you said, it looks in very very good condition. Yeah. Because I I kind of did a search on Chrono Twenty Four, and if anybody's not familiar, you can actually search on date. So I was getting all nostalgic about coming up to my 40th year oh, and i was trying to look for a 1980 watch. yeah birthday watch there there is some different ones on there there's a lot of rolexes around that time mm-hmm. but i wanted something a bit quirky so i've got a few things that i've uh favorited there but um yeah i'll stick a photo over on the facebook group for that one nice now we've done the watch obsessions we'll dive into the news and again chris it's been a bit of a a bit of a light week on the news but i want to throw a couple at you and just see what you think all right apparently with everything that's been going on obviously in the world with the coronavirus that even though we've discussed in the past how the stocks and shares have been going up and down mm-hmm. for the various watch makers but watch pro did an interesting article about how it's really been affecting the watch industry mm-hmm. so apparently there's been a drop of around 24 percent in watch sales which actually equates to 15.4 billion swiss francs which is like 15.8 billion US dollars. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they it's levels that they haven't seen since 1945. Wow, yeah. I mean, this is something else. This is certainly, this pandemic is certainly rewriting all the rules of we've, you know, it's never been this crazy. It's never, you know, we've never seen it do this. I mean, it's changing a lot of stuff and certainly uh, luxury watch purchases are are going to be on that list. Yeah, well, I wanted to throw this at you as well, just another interesting statistic. Well, first of all, Watch Pro estimated they had an industry analyst that they interviewed, and he was saying, I didn't realize this, but apparently there's around 350 watchmakers that are classed as Swiss-made. Okay, only only 350. Hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're predicting that at least 30 to 60, this might finish them off. Okay, mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough about about it to spec. I mean, I'm sure yeah. we could speculate on some. You know, we're living through the 2008 kind of economic mm-hmm. down down thing. It was I I definitely had a feeling that it was brands or even retail stores where they were just like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that survived were either the the really cheap affordable ones and then the really luxury ones. I think if you're in that middle cut, band, yeah, kind of cut the middle out. Yeah, interesting. 
people are like, well, I, I'm not, I can't just take a punt on it. I either want to make an investment or I just want to go for something. Or I just, easy. yeah, I just want, yeah, or I can get this for a decent price and it looks good. Yeah, that, that yeah, I, I could see it polarized. Uh, also interesting, I bet, I bet 350, you know, for 350 watchmakers, I bet that there are a number of manufacturers that handle rebranding of microbrands for Swiss made. I know that happens. Uh, it sounds like that number sounds like it happens more than I think, where you have a Swiss manufacturer that's set up with the factory ready to go with cases and will build the order your Swiss made watch. I It seems like that industry is probably a lot larger than I think it is. I'd agree with you there. I think you're right there. One of the other things that I suppose it's pretty shocking. This again was from Watch Pro, and I've sort of mashed two stories together here. But the in Q1, obviously, there was a a decrease in watch sales, and the Swiss watch industry only shipped around three point eight million watches. Now, oppose that to Apple. Apple shipped seven point six million wow. watches, so nearly double the entire swiss watch industry exports yep yep i mean that's that's i think that that's that will continue you know that will continue they're the that's the new you know it's a smartwatch the good thing about the smartwatch stuff is it gets people sort of comfortable with wearing a watch if we if i had to equate it to let's say like vinyl records so you have audiophiles and they'll buy vinyl and then they'll buy the analog amplifier and then they'll buy right but but all of that stuff, the record collection, the space it takes up, you you won't see that in anyone's house unless they're an audiophile and that they're like invested in that. And n- no one would necessarily think like, oh, well, you know, I could just like if I go with this format, like I could get a little piece of, you know, like luxury or, you know, maybe this analogy is bad. But uh, my point is for someone that's used to wearing something on their wrist and, you know, like you have a watch on your wrist versus maybe 10 years ago, I, I think watch wearing was down, was way down and nobody thought like, oh, we have phones and computers and we don't need, we need to wear wristwatches. So I think that helps like bring wearing of watches top of mind. So maybe still good, but, uh, but I don't expect, uh, you know, I, I obviously expect smartwatches to outpace uh swiss mechanical watches for the foreseeable million years so there was even some interesting stories this week around how garmin's actually really taking the fight to samsung to be the second maker of uh, smartwatches and so so good on them that they managed to to pivot tough thing about i mean right now <laughs> until battery technology changes i mean i know it will eventually i mean we're, we're getting we're getting there for sure but i mean I looked, you know, five, six years ago, I thought about a smartwatch and just, I, I can't, I just can't charge it every day. I'm not going to charge it every day. I mean, I had a, I had a Fitbit for a while and I mean, that thing would last a week and a half and I'd still forget to charge it. So, uh, there's still some, some place for the automatic winding, you know, power from your wrist automatic watch that, uh, you know, there's some, uh, goodness to that. Okay, so next story. This is a this is a suppose of a nice a nicer one. Colin McGregor's just made a new purchase, and in fact, it's a really beautiful Patek. He's bought a limited edition Patek Philippe. 
it was made for a very famous Irish jeweler, hmm. Wear and Sons, I think they're called. I'll, I'll double check that, but it's a it's sort of like an emerald green dial, so very sort of in keeping with his Irish roots. It's the Patek Philippe Patek Philippe five nine zero five nine. What struck me about this is not only is it a beautiful watch, he's put a lot of thought into it. So he hasn't just splashed a thousand, hundred thousand dollars on it. He's he got limited edition number twelve. There's only twenty five made, and mm-hmm. he has like a whiskey called um, Proper Twelve. Mm-hmm. A stunning looking watch, and you're used to seeing a lot of boxes really go iced out. Yeah, G shocks and yeah, Nautiluses. And he has a cup. He has a couple, but not. I think his collection is a l- little more understated than maybe some some of the same folks there. Sure. I see him wearing watches and he clearly knows what he's buying. He yeah. clearly is a watch fan, even though he probably mm-hmm. would never admit it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I thought that was really interesting. He's got a uh he's got a nice out uh AP. He looks like a once was a Royal Oak. But after all of the diamonds. But uh but yeah, uh, that that Patek, that green, very cool looking, understated, certainly. I quite like the look of those some of those iced out APs. It's certainly better than that god-awful trend in the 90s, early 2000s with the, that Jacob & Co. World Timer watch. I don't know if you remember it, but it had triangles and blue sections on it. It just looked a really oh, yeah, looking yeah. dial. And for some reason, like everybody had it at the time. I mean, those must be worthless now. Jacob and Co. still make some like gaudy ones, but I think they're probably mm-hmm. they pivoted, didn't they, to doing like the Astronomicer and and those other ones. Yeah, a lot of, and a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of speculators that certainly that think like that those those style that like beyond modern art style. I agree with you. I no love for any of the outlandish color ones. Next story before we uh, before we finish up the news here, and this one hits quite close to home because it affected. Um, Rob, who's on the on our Facebook group, but there's a, I would say, sort of famous because I heard of them even being over when it since I moved in the US. But a big online watch seller called Page and Cooper, and I guess they were famous for having a lot of the quirky brands. Mm-hmm. I remember you could buy Fortis from them. They also had that Olek and Vice that we were talking about. They had some of the non-mainstream brands. Now. This might be spec- speculation, but cheers to Rob for posting this on the Facebook group. He'd actually paid them for a Zodiac watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it took him quite a while to find out what had happened to it. Um, this was back last year, and they he, they offered to refund him the watch, but he offered to put it towards a Zin watch. It seems like now there's... I guess it's a rumour just because we can't... There's been no official statement from Page and Cooper, and I honestly know them from their youtube channel yeah. they had a sort of a semi it was it was you... good yeah it was uh, i found it hit and miss so like i thought they were pumping out content sort of regularly and i watched a bunch of their videos and then they just kind of stopped for months it was it was like or, and then they went off on like they would do sort of in in uh you know in the building checking out watches kind of a watch talk you know thing and then and then uh, they switched. There was one where they were at Baselworld, and it's just it was disjointed. So yeah, sad. Yeah, I agree. They did a good one where they talked about the size of watches. Necessarily, let the size of a watch put you off because sometimes a bigger watch will wear smaller, and and vice versa. They did an interesting one. 
But you're right, they did some cool ones where there was sort of two of them playing off each other, the owner and, I guess, uh, one of his uh, colleagues that worked there. Mm -hmm. And then when the, uh, I forget his name now, but when the owner would do his own one, he had a tendency to ramble. Now, that's me pot calling the kettle black because I totally (laughs) ramble uh, sometimes on mine, but sometimes he did over. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes he just got, Felt like doing a video, got his phone out and just kind of... Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some speculation now that they they certainly closed down for COVID, but this actually, mm-hmm. there's a sort of speculation that it might actually be more damaging to their business and maybe they might not reopen. They've not made an official statement. Of course, it could be that it's COVID and when they pick back up, they will um, start the business back up again. But I was having a look on uh, Trustpilot which is, you know, one of these company review sites. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And it looks mm-hmm. like, I guess, the last couple of weeks, it's it's not looking good reviews of people that have... Kind of tanked out. Yeah, they they really haven't... I mean, and, like... and Paige and Cooper are re- responding to these. Okay. They certainly have some negative ones. Uh, and, and it could be just that... I think it's from people who've cancelled or it could just be that they are closed down for COVID. They might not be able to go back. I don't know what their retail premises looks like. And right. certainly if they're in like a shopping uh, centre, we would call it in the they're UK based, they're mm-hmm. in a shopping centre, then they might be locked out. Yeah, It might be a casualty of, of COVID, unfortunately, but we'll, yeah. we'll keep everyone abreast of that one. Before we uh, go into the main story, let's just pause for a very quick break. So for our main topic, I thought we'd have a bit of fun here. And I don't know whether we're running a risk here, Chris. Are we going to make ourselves more obsessed with these watches if we talk about them? <laughs> right. Or bring them back up because I've got a couple that I've like forgotten about. And then we're, we're thinking about, we're talking about. And I had, I had a couple on, on the top of my mind, but then I had a couple that I thought like, what did I search for that, that you know, three weeks ago? And yeah, dangerous, dangerous to bring <laughs> some of the stuff back up. We're going to talk about watches that we've been kind of obsessed with since we've been at our stay at, stay at home orders. And I think, I don't know, I go back and forth on this. I find looking at watches a nice release, but then I don't know whether I'm also making intelligent decisions. I did buy a watch, though, this week. I bought uh, Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that, intel- if that, if that decision was intelligent. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, well, I bought the new... This isn't one of my five, by the way. This is, this is like a bonus. Um, I bought right. the Yemma Superman. Urban Gentry, he did a really good review on the mechanical one. And... Then the YouTube channel, I can't remember, I think it's Taking the Time with Patrick Marlette is the guy. Mm-hmm. He did a yep. great one of the Quartz version. It looked like they did an awesome version of the Quartz version. So I put in my order for the Quartz version when it came released. Now, their website isn't like super clear. It says the shipping is five days. You kind of assume that it's going to take five days to come, but they build them. So when oh, I okay. checked in today... Right. He was like, oh, well, we're just coming through QC. And I ordered it on Monday, and we're now on Thursday. We're recording this right. Thursday night. So it's been four days before they shipped it, and they still not shipped it. So I think I actually okay. replied to him and said, oh, it would be cool to, you know, you cool to let people know, hey, it says five days, but we, we ship things express five days. But there's another, co- there was a strap company in, um, in like Hong Kong that did that, where they were like, oh, yeah, oh, like express shipping. And I like paid for express shipping. And then they were like, oh, but, but it takes us five days to like get it. And I'm like, that's not how expressed <laughs> like, like, I'm glad that once you had it, you shipped it immediately. But like, but I, but I didn't pay for, 
I didn't pay extra for you to sit on it for two weeks, you know, but you got to tell me that that's what's going to happen. Otherwise, I just would have been like, I'll just ship it whatever slow. So (laughs) that reminds me, did I tell you about these straps that I ordered from Cheapest NATOs? No, no. So, you know, how Cheapest NATOs have these monumental sales where they'll be knocking out Tropic straps for like $8 or whatever. It is Cheapest NATOs, so. (laughs) I I agree with you. And in my opinion, I should say, they Mm -hmm. have certainly maybe knowingly or unknowingly i know certainly um some of the strap makers that i know that have tooled watch straps themselves or invented different types of nato straps I see. Or, or have yeah. or have nato straps made a certain way that only they make it i know that cheapest natos have have gone out and sourced very similar mm-hmm. straps sometimes you can see people's logos kind of on the back of these <laughs> straps that have been kind of shimmied off but that that might not be down to them it might be their suppliers but um yeah i ordered some straps on the 8th of april and they just arrived today and what wow. are we on now we're on the 14th of may 8th of april to the 14th of may i mean yeah. i know it's all like stay at home stuff but like where, where are they uh they're they're located in the u.s or no they're in um stockholm in sweden so I don't know whether they have them shipped from china to sweden yeah and then and then if they were out of stock or something they would like oof that's yeah that's a lot of time that's a lot of time to wait for an inexpensive strap i mean you you feel i feel like you know if you want it you kind of want it and then like that's a long time to wait that might be one thing to think about if you're ordering from cheapest nato Mm -hmm. yeah didn't know i guess how do you want to do this do you want me to do one and you do one or do you want me to go through my five sure yeah yeah let's let's alternate yeah alternate i'll go first then um for some reason i think we talked about this on the last podcast I have got a newfound obsession or a newfound love for quartz watches, whereas I would say that maybe even last year I was like, oh, quartz, yay. <laughs> and I think this is what has made me think about it. You know, since we've been at home and there's obviously been a, a world health crisis going on, I don't know whether I'm, I like the comfort of quartz being accurate all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's just a phase. I'm. I haven't. I haven't gotten there. I'm, yeah, maybe it's a phase. I have not gotten there. I mean, I have. I own quartz watches. I have. I would. I feel like I'd be more likely to get another digital quartz digital um, than a quartz analog. I. I. If it's an analog, you know, analog face watch, dial in hands. I. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a snob. I think on that and say, now nah, it's got to be. I think it. If it's going on there, it's got to be mechanical. I just feel like that analog sort of feeling that I get. And if I see the seconds hand, you know, ticking away, I just, oh, I don't know. I'm not there yet, Sam. Well, it's, you sort of foreshadowed there in what you said, my first pick. And I don't know why I like this watch, because I think there was a time when I didn't think it was cool. But for some reason, I can't stop looking at the, those vintage, I say vintage, about 20 years old, the Breitling B1s, Mm. the Annie Digi Mm -hmm. Breitlings with the blue dial. And, I think I've started looking at them because at one, I mean, now they're just ginormous. They're, they're like a huge hunk of metal but now. But did Breitling make a bunch of different sizes? Like, because I, I know they're doing it with the Super Ocean. Have they have they toned it down or they're still giant? The ones that they were like a 42. Um, and from the wrist shots and things like that that you see, they were at one time more modestly. This B1 was replaced by, um, I believe, one called like the Airwolf. And now it's the Rescue Series. and and things like that so uh, but i just really like and the reason i like them as well is because i think the thing that always put me off this these annie digi watches before is that i only thought they came with that 
weird bezel that Breitlings have where it's like a countdown bezel, but some of the you know the the four corners are raised yeah and then they do another one where like the modern one has like a compass bezel yeah. like on a digital mm-hmm. watch it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but these ones have a i think it's a oh, i've been obsessing about it but i can't remember now it's it's a basically uh they have like a tachymeter dial i think or it's or it's like a countdown dial so it does look like a an aviation tool the yeah the b1 yeah it's a it's a countdown sort of minute uh it's a minute countdown dial i think uh you would call it but um and so i just really like the the i've just been looking at them and it, and he did you one so that's my first one is the breitling a sort of a vintage yeah. early 2000s b1 that's cool so that's my first pick yeah my turn uh so i saw the other day i'm gonna put these in no particular order <laughs> i'm just gonna jump around so I saw the other day on Instagram, Helios watches. Are you familiar with the brand? Yes, I am. Yeah. They're a favorite on the Facebook group, aren't they, of ours occasionally? So Helios is a is a micro brand that's for whatever reason, they're they've got they've got the right stuff. So their designs just just hit. Unfortunately for us, they're usually they hit and they do a pre-order and the pre-order is quick. By the time you start seeing them, they are gone. So it's one of those brands that they're taking advantage of the fear of missing out a little bit, but I, I can't totally fault them because they're opening up for pre-orders and they're, you know, they're saying how many they're going to have and they're just doing what they're doing. But long story, they had the 12 hour bezel diver. It's the Fairwind, So it's the Helios Fairwind. And normally they make it with a steel dive bezel. But like I said, they're looks like they're either going to offer it or have offered it with the 12 hour, like a dark color or matching color, 12 hour bezel, Helios Fairwind, just a sharp, gorgeous looking watch. And uh, yeah, I was kind of lost in, in not only the brand, but just looking at their other stuff. I mean, they've, they've got some, they've got some other pieces that are, very cool is this the one that's sort of very reminiscent of it looks like a vintage dive watch yeah yeah it's it's their their wheelhouse is kind of that like their seaforth is very popular and that's in in different colors that they've done and those like sort of light pastel colors um so it's it's very it's what they've been doing always decently priced aren't they i mean this is just sort of shy of 800 dollars, isn't it the, the fair wind good value proposition i i think they're i gotta figure out i think they were using yeah i think they were using salida or or japanese movements in them or um miyota movements in them yeah i really like the look of this now i'm just looking at a picture of it yeah it's um 48 mil lug to lug which is spot on 39 millimeter case Mm -hmm. has a i wonder if that's a a sapphire looks looks sort of like a sapphire bezel and then yeah the salita sw200 self you know winding movement it's, it's dateless it's a it's a really good looking watch yeah 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 and i think the i from what i've seen a couple i've saw uh the seaforth in person and i think the finishing is a swiss salita movement sapphire sort of that vintage diver look in a great you know you know a, a unique color you're getting a unique watch that that most people will miss out on <laughs> so you will get uh instagram credit for sure on this one for yeah 775 i think they're priced well so that was my uh that's my first obsession 
I'm going to dive into my second one. And this watch, if you were describing it to another watch collector, they would. I think they would look at you weird. Because the watch is... It's got a Submariner-style case. It has hands that reminiscent of a Seiko Marine Master with white loom, but they're painted grey. The second hand has an arrow on it that big that it looks like it's a GMT hand. Hmm, It it has oversized indices, which are also grey with white, and it has extremely large Arabic numbers on it but only a 12 a 9 and a 6 and where the three should be is just a date okay and it has a bezel that looks like a submariner i can't guess it yeah it doesn't sound it doesn't sound cool but for some reason i love this watch this is the brightling super ocean 42 oh okay okay the, the new, new super brightling yeah the brand super new okay 42. okay i was thinking that <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's just it's there's a just it's just a weird like combination of things, but for some reason I don't know why you would have the hour and the minute and the second hand in it in like a grey sort of metallic, not chromed or gold or gilt hands. Yeah, They're, it's like a grey, and the that second hand looks like a GMT hand. The really oversized, like the twelve, the nine, and the six are they're ginormous in comparison <laughs> to a normal watch's dial aren't they really i know the super ocean has a bit of that and of course there's like no three yeah you know now that you say that i mean like i've i've worn this i've checked this out this was uh this was certainly on the uh maybe the longer obsession but uh yeah i never particularly noticed that those uh the arabics are pretty big i mean they're they're pretty big but you know maybe i'm just maybe i'm used to it for my uh from my Bell and Ross stuff is my the 12, 3, and 9, you know, 12, 6, and 9 being huge. <laughs> I like this YouTube channel where there's a guy that pretends that he's um, pitching films. Okay. So he he, play, he he records it twice. One time he plays like an exec and the other time he's pitching mm-hmm. a film. And it's so funny the way he does it. And I feel like this is that watch. Like you're going into the Breitling office and you're like, hey, um, yeah, so we're making like, <laughs> right. it looks a bit like a Submariner. But um, we're having grey hands, and they're like, oh, like a gold right, grey yeah. uh, hands? No no, 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 we're going to paint them. <laughs> so you're going to have these hands specially painted grey for, for what reason? Huh, no reason. <laughs> Just because we like it. And then they'd be like, oh, we're going to have oversized numbers on it. Oh, you're going to have like, uh, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. 12. No, just 12, 9, and, and 6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and we'll save money because the, the 6 is essentially the 9, you know, turned upside down. And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, just go for it. Yeah, it's you know, I wonder, I wonder if, uh, I I wonder if they, it's the same. I wonder if it's the same dial because sometimes watchmakers do this, or or they're, it's the same dial on the bigger watch. You know, is it the same dial, the same size proportions for the forty four for the forty two? I wonder if that's why. But for whatever reason, you're right. It like it hits. I I like it. I've always liked it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It's sound, right. It doesn't like, sound but on paper, yeah, on paper, you're just like, you're gonna what? You know what now? You know yeah. what? Oh, you're going to pay that. The indices yeah. aren't going to. Giant red arrow for the second hand? You're like, okay. With like no balance. Like there's no. Like normally, I think the older Breitlings or like the Super Ocean Heritage has the, has the like B on the, on the counterbalance for the, for the second hand. Yeah. There's no counter. No, ca- yeah. no counterbalance here. It's just a little, you know, a little thicker, or whatever. But you're like, it's this giant arrow hand on here. Yeah. Definitely on paper does not work, but. In person. Yeah, and they're like, and you're going to put the Breitling wing logo on it. Yes, yes. But it's a dive watch. Yeah, no, it's totally cool. Yeah, the wings, that's fine. Yeah. 
It's diving underwater. It's uh, it's flying underwater. We're gonna fly underwater. It's good. Flying underwater. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay, so that was my number two. Good. So your go go for All it. Right. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is I want to get a Damasco chronograph, but I want to use I want to get one of their movements. So they do their own movements. They're based on ETAs, obviously. Well, not obviously, but they're based on ETAs, but they, they do a lot of machining and, and component stuff in-house. And one of the things that they have done is move to the silicon hairspring. So they're doing that themselves. And I am super nerding out on a Damasco chronograph with a silicon hairspring. And let me get the model number. Uh, they do a great job, don't they? of the those uh, damasco watches yeah absolutely they're just so utilitarian they sort of take it a step further than zinn i think dare i say with the sort of utilitarian i think so yeah i think zinn has sort of so zinn has sort of branched out at least their last couple years i've seen them put um they have a chronograph that's like basically a chronograph dress watch this is zinn we're talking about good looking you know, good looking watch, but definitely a dress chronograph, not a go on night maneuvers, go on like uh, into the woods kind of chronograph kind of thing. Um, so I sort of think they're moving that way. Whereas Damasco, it is serious tool watch, all business. So the one with factory silicon hairspring. So they make a three hand, but I like the, uh, they make the three hand, which is the DK10, uh, which is with the, with the silicon hairspring. And um, then they've got the chronograph and they're making these aren't they these um silicon hairsprings it's not something they're buying from like omega or something that's what they claim that's what they that's i believe them that's what they that's what they say the uh dc 66 is the one with the bezel they offer the dc 66 si silicon um comes with the red seconds they also do i think i think they can do made to order stuff i think they can take requests like I've heard people get special like colors for the seconds hand on watches that didn't come with the second. I think they, I think they'll do special requests. If I had a special request, I think I would do the silicone, but not, I would do it in black. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do the red, just all black. So you wouldn't have the red SI on it or the red second. I'd ma- I want to be low key with it. Well, because I, I think because I kind of think the SI logo looks like the Honda SI logo. <laughs> it it does right? look like a car yeah, it looks like a car logo. Yeah. But I can get over that in the fact that anti-magnetic, completely, totally, super indestructible tool watch. Um, yeah, they're doing the same stuff with Zen where they've got the submarine steel um, and the manufacturing processes, and they're focused on. Uh, pushing the technology the thing with damasco is the design is very much like an instrument for telling the time isn't it it looks like a gauge that's come straight from a plane or you know some from like scientific tool they do a a, an excellent job of it if anybody's not familiar definitely definitely check them out i would definitely say check them out so shall i go on my number three then so this one we've been talking it up a storm on the channel and usually not good especially around the pricing and i hate myself for liking it so much but it's got to be one of those and i hate myself because we talk about people getting suckered in by seiko all the time and it's that the seiko the new 62 mas versions that they're making the spb143 over a thousand dollars for a watch that should really be 700 or 600 at a push 
I hate right? myself right? for liking it, but it, it looks so look cool. And you know Seiko are going to do an amazing job of that dial. Like, yeah, the movements, mm-hmm. I've had a real shaky time with them, but that dial, uh, uh, even from the pictures, it looks good, but you know in person it's going to look incredible, that sunburst grey dial and that slightly more modern proportion 62MAS. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a real hit on their hands, as much as it pains me to say the, it that they really... I mean, I guess it, I would just wait till it came down in price. Uh, I guess that's a good thing with Seiko, at least. I had a weird one yesterday. I... Uh... I thought if I could get my hands, and I actually did a search, so side, maybe a, there's a watch modder obsession. <laughs> uh, if I could get my hands on a base spring drive movement and put that into a turtle or put that into one of these uh, 62 MAS. I looked the other day for one right? minute. I, I looked on that. Uh, we were having a discussion on the Facebook group, yeah. again, another little plug for the Facebook group, about what movements are in watches and what prices they charge, because I was amazed to find out that the base cost of the Seiko chronograph movement is actually currently more expensive. It's like $439 from a wholesaler versus 420 you can buy a Valju 7754. That doesn't sound, yeah. Isn't that weird? I don't know if it's a scarcity. Or, or that they're just you talk about like in-house they're control they are 100 percent. like this is not this is not a situation where like eta was making movements for everyone at some point and anyone could come in off the street and buy them i believe uh, seiko and and the japanese market has a lot tighter controls over that where they're like no sorry this isn't for sale and like there's nothing you can do it's not like there's another it's not like Seiko's going to push them out the back door. They're just like, that's, that's, what they, that's what they are. That's what they cost. Okay, so that was my number okay. three. So I have been looking and fascinated by another micro brand that kind of keeps coming up on my radar all the time. And uh, that is Helsin. Are you familiar with Helsin? I am familiar with them, yes. Yeah. They do a bunch of homage. They do a bunch of the Omega. They do the... Omega Diver, a 300 homage that I, that I had my eyes on for a while. And maybe this is a twofer, but the, the Helsin Sharkmaster 300 with a Swiss movement in it, I would get the no date. I would do the 300 no date, and I'd have to fight with myself whether I wanted a black one or a blue one. But a really strong contender for an Omega 300 homage that is going to be super accurate, the finishing's great, uh, it's a decent size. I think I think it's comes in a forty mil, seven fifty. So similar price to you know that Halios that I was talking about. Uh, I think that's a good sweet spot for micro brands. I think once you get into thousand dollars for a micro brand, you start going like, well, what am I what am I really getting? But seven forty nine sapphire, three hundred meter water resistant, all that fun. You know, typical screw down crown, typical you know obvious diver stuff. No, I like the look of it. Uh, yeah, so it's an ETA 2A24. That's going to run like a champ. And uh, yeah, that's my, my contender for Omega Seamaster 300 homage. We're possible, possible fill that gap in my, <laughs> in my collection. It's funny that you, we, we mention Omega because my other my watch obsession has been, and it's another Annie Digi one, and I've spoke about it on the channel before, even though I think in some circles people think this is quite an ugly watch, I love the Omega X33. I like the original one. I like the Skywalker version. I know we talked about it yeah. in length at one of the other podcasts, so we don't necessarily have to go into it in depth now, but 
I really like the the Omega X33. It's an Annie Digi Omega. I think perhaps the only time they've ever done it for that range, exclusively made for astronauts. Uh, certainly, the Skywalker version was actually designed by astronauts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just, just, I just really like the watch. The original ones, I think, I think a reasonable price would be to pay is twelve hundred. So that's usually what they get bid up to. There's a couple on eBay that are around one thousand five hundred, and some people like chance their arm. These are the original. These are the original with not the with with the uh, silver and LCD, the non-inverted LCD. Yes, I see. Yeah, okay. but I also like the. I was like, kind of like I was cheating there. I was like a two for one. Yeah, that's I'll okay. Take it. I've been obsessing oh, about both. Yeah, of them. well, yeah, because you kind of go back and forth. I, I've definitely been down that road where I was looking at them and I'm like, I like I'll watch like Mike Mazzamino, like you know, like he was doing a bunch of Wired videos and and he's got he's got one of those original ones from the shuttle era and he wears it every day and and I was like, ah, oh, you could pick one of those up, yeah, and like fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> like that. You're like that range. Uh, and also there's a lot of those where Omega will take them back and redo. Apparently there was a, there was a problem with the, uh, module and they'll re they'll replace the module. So a lot of them will have the updated module in them. So that'll be the, the update of this watch obsession that you definitely have had for a while. So, (laughs) so that was my number four. All right. So this next one also one that we've talked about before and that is a zin 104 just the just a basic and i think i would get the white dial zin 104 it's one of those like ebay searches i've got and you know quick side note and i mentioned this before on the podcast but like if you're buying used guys 30 percent, like 30 percent. that's the number so it you can buy one of these brand new for i think without without the bracelet i think they go for 1300 dollars 14, maybe I'm wrong, right? Because I just priced them out. So let's say $1,400. Do not buy one of these on eBay used for three years for $1,300. Like that's not, that's not 30%. Like it's got to be, you know, it's got to be down in, you know, eight, 800, 900 land before, uh, you know, before you can, and then consider shipping, tax, et cetera, um, in your purchase. And so, yeah, there was one that popped up and I was like, oh, so, oh, the 104, oh, look, and it was like white dial. But yeah, they wanted like 1280 for it. For that price, just buy a new one because you know you've got the warranty. You get it from a manufacturer. You can return it if it's got a problem, et cetera, et cetera. You get all that yep. benefit. So uh, definitely want to mention before, but always, uh, always an obsession on my list. It's funny that, I mean, we haven't discussed these before, but it's funny that you've, a, a lot of what you're saying in your final sentences are leading into my watches because this next one is a brand that I've been looking for secondhand. And the secondhand ones, or even the slightly used ones, seem to be more expensive than what the actual retail price is. And uh, it, I mean, this goes for the brand in general, but we've been having a bit of a discussion back and forth on the Facebook group around Doxa mm. this week. And I really like, in fact, I think they've hit the nail on the head with this new line. And Chris and I got to see one of these at uh, a local watch show, but that's the Sub 200, their new sort of vintage-inspired, even though it's not a particular reference that they ever did, but it looks like it was mm. one of their vintage ones. It's not an oversized Doxa. I mean, it's it's a large watch, but in comparison to the Doxa, like professional diving watches, this is a, a more modest one. The black one looks sort of Black Bay uh, 58-ish. 
But I really like the look of this watch. $1,000, I think, spot on for this watch. It reminds me a lot of the that Helios. It, it looks, it's got that same sort of, I mean, they nailed that vintage diver um, of the Helios uh, Fairwind. Um, very similar. And the blue is a, the one, you know, version in blue, uh, fairly similar color. I quite like the fact that they've gone standard crazy doxa with i mean I say crazy doxa but these are they made them these colors for diving but they have bright yellow one yeah an aquamarine aqua aqua and then like serious aquamarine yeah not like not like light yeah <laughs> yeah not not a little yeah not like we're playing at this no no this is this is like miami in the 90s, we are going. We are doing aquamarine. <laughs> From the reviews that I've seen online, by all accounts, they've done an, just an awesome job of this beads of rice bracelet as well. I mean, I'm torn on a color. I know when we saw that blue one at the watch mm. show, the blue of the dial and the the bezel's blue, and they're just yeah, slightly just a little. It's a little darker. Yeah, it's a little darker. I don't know whether then I would go with the black version. I mean, God, I wish I was brave <laughs> enough to just tank a thousand know, right? on the yeah. yellow one. You know, for funsies, uh, it, I I think the uh, loom color isn't I I me judge judgy judgy of uh, <laughs> colored loom. I think I could get past it, which I think it's a good. It's a decent. It's like a it's a tan loom color, but it's it doesn't scream like this is a false. The blue, the silver, and the the black ones certainly have a more sort of mm. creamier loom whereas the ones that have a well and, and the, orange, and the yeah. orange one but the yellow and the aquamarine definitely have the bright white i think with the orange blue i, th- I think that loom loom color i'm not a not a super fan of it on the white i think i would have maybe gone either like a different color but uh yeah lots to choose from there fun fun colors that was my final right. one so i'm gonna go up right out of left field here for this one so the other day i was watching someone on youtube and i failed i i looked to find who i was but just they they just lightly mentioned this and that was the fact that apparently Vostoks are pretty accurate. And that led me on a like complete tangent because I've heard of Vostok before. Russian dive watch. Super, yeah, super inexpensive. You get what you pay for kind of thing. Yeah, someone just like mentioned it, like, yeah, they run like they run they run really well. And so from the watch modder perspective, I, I kind of was like, well, it was like $80, $90. Like maybe maybe I should grab one that I like. Um, and so I don't think I landed on a particular model, so I think I'll disappoint with my, with my model, but it was, you know, the aqua or the amphibian, what's the, what's the, the scuba dude, the scuba dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the most ones wasn't a particular brand because they, they come in, there's so many variants of them. There's a billion. So I'm not even going to list a particular type, but I was looking through just my obsession was definitely looking through and being like. What what one of these looks pretty cool, and there's a there's a there's a handful out there that are pretty pretty interesting. Um, they kind of have the same sort of uh, you know Doxa feel to it, the vintage diver feel to it, but in its own funky Russian way. With uh, you know, like you mentioned, Breitling's bezel with the chunky you know edges on it for no reason. That that sort of thing. They love doing that, and like the color, they'll they'll pour they'll pour the color red into their you know in their bezel and their numbers and things like that. So. I'm kind of interested 
just from an experiment standpoint to see like you know how how are they and you know it was one of those great stories of um you know at the time when the u.s and russia were always trying to one-up each other and they were trying to create a dive watch then they didn't want to license any patents off the swiss the swiss watch company so they had to develop a whole different compression system for the back of the case i mean it's got a great history there i mean i had a vostok for a while with your um modding skills that bezel on that Vostok is going to last like two days in your house and then you'll be you'll yeah. be off with it it's like a weird thing where they still use like a base metal bezel oh, for whatever okay. reason it's like a friction oh, okay. it's like a non friction mm. non-bezel but anyway well guys let us know over on the Facebook group what your watches have been that you've been sort of obsessing over whilst we've been at stay at home orders I think we'll wrap it up here unless no, you had anything else good. Chris sounds good As always, we really appreciate you listening. See you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.